Hi everybody and how are you all doing? I really hope that you're all keeping safe and well. Would you believe that today is the last episode in our second series of these podcasts? But before you ask or get too upset, yes, there is going to be a third season. Yippee! But what I'd like to ask you is to continue to send in your suggestions, your ideas, your thoughts and your comments that you might like to be covered, maybe that I've missed. And I'll do my best to fulfil those requests. Now, as for this week's subject, this is a subject that we can all relate to in one form or another. We have all either acted out of it or have been influenced it from another person. So what I'm speaking about... No, before I do that, before I tell you what it's about, what I'm going to do is play you a little song that might give you an idea of what this week's subject is about. Listen carefully. Thank you to Nancy Griffith with Cold Heart and Closed Mind. So, have you guessed yet? It's all about the closed mind. Sometimes I wonder why people make progress in both their professional and personal development, while yet other people are almost doomed to make mistakes repeatedly. However, I think the answer is not just as black and white as I thought it was. 
one can say that there seems to be a difference in the mindset of people, especially around the differences of these two groups. They both seem to approach challenges and obstacles very differently. People who seem successful in their lives have the ability to approach life with an open mind and with a keen need to learn, but also with a willingness to accept that they might actually be wrong, while the other group will stick their feet firmly in the ground and not move an inch, especially if they feel the beginnings of a disagreement coming on, and in fact would never accept that they might be wrong. So which one of us really wants to admit that we've been closed-minded at times? Yeah, you've got it. None of us. Why? Because really we want people to think that we're open-minded, positive individuals who are great listeners. Well, I'm here to tell you it's time to rip that sticker off your head. Because most of us can be, at times, closed-minded. Because it's part of our nature. However, controlling our mind is the difference between constant progress, both professionally and personally, and making repeated mistakes. So here's the question. If it's part of our nature and we can control it, does that mean then it comes down to one thing? How we think. Does our thought pattern determine our behaviour or determine how we make decisions? So why do we hide our incapabilities or deficiencies instead of trying to overcome them? Why do we look at friends or partners to shore up our self-esteem instead of ones who will also challenge us in our growth? Also, why do we look for experiences that have been tried and seem genuinely true instead of experiences that will maybe stretch us just a little bit? Because I believe that in stretching yourself and sticking to it, especially when things aren't going well, is actually the mark of growth and a growth in our thought pattern. I also believe that in this thought pattern, it allows us to thrive, especially during times that we're being challenged. So how can you tell if you're in either group, open-minded or closed? Well, there are numerous ways of telling it and showing it. And I'm just going to give you the first maybe six or seven signs to look for. The first one is when our ideas are challenged. For example, people who have closed minds naturally want to be right all the time. They don't have any time for understanding the perspective of others or even the perception of others. They don't like to be asked questions. Now, as a person like this, you would probably feel bad about being wrong. You might fear it. You might even get frustrated when nobody else agrees with you. We all have had that kind of person in our life. And sometimes we've been that friend or that person in somebody else's life. The one who doesn't like to be asked questions and gets annoyed when we're, we're challenged. We can even get angry. Why is this? Well, I believe that it's because way, way down within ourselves, we don't care about where somebody else is coming from. There's a 
I suppose a touch of narcissism around it. But hey, that's only my opinion. Because I think that being close-minded we can get confused and we can get angry, especially if we're asked to explain ourselves. Sometimes we can even criticise somebody else for doing it. With a person who is close-minded and somebody who's disagreeing with them, it feels almost like it isn't real. With an open-minded person, they're more likely to be curious about the disagreement and why that there might be a disagreement in the first place. Open-minded people really understand that there is a possibility that they might be wrong and that there might be something worth a little bit of time to consider the other person's views. Open-minded people have a tendency to treat a disagreement almost like a piece of treasure that it might even show them how to open up for a deeper learning or a deeper understanding. Because questions or challenges don't upset them. And it certainly doesn't make them feel insecure. But what it does do is that it helps them to identify that there is a problem and maybe where the problem lies so that they're open to solving the problem. Here's the funny thing about all this. The open-minded person actually enjoys challenges. It's not that they don't get excited like a, a nervous excitement or a fear excitement because they actually enjoy being wrong, but it seems to give them a deeper challenge. I suppose it's the realisation that maybe if we're wrong, it can help us to grow in a way where it says something that I thought I knew and yet I really didn't know. And it's exciting to find that out. Some people actually find themselves contradicting themselves, but they see this as a way it can be maybe a bit of fun. Number two, do I speak and make statements or do I listen? Do I ask questions? An open-minded person will engage with their curiosity. So how do they do this? They pick up the knowledge from others so that they can actually learn about the truth of something. So people of an open mind, when in conversations, stay listening to the other party. And this is so that they can hear what's being said. And by hearing what somebody says, then they can ask the right questions or the valuable questions. Also, and this especially happens in, at business meetings, if somebody is taking notes of their own business clients, their points, their wants, the client's needs, their client's desires. It can help them to connect their ideas to their clients and therefore to express or help them find the right answer. They may even find experts because if they are open-minded they will value the opinions and questions of the client. In fact, they might even ask somebody who is under them for their opinions and their advice. How many of you ask people that you consider to be lower than yourselves for advice or for their ideas or opinions. More often than not, we have a tendency to tell them that we're right and that our opinion is correct, that what I'm saying is correct and the best answer for that other person. A person who is closed-minded will believe that what they have to say is in fact the most important opinion or view. They will value their opinion more than the client's or even their friend. 
when they state their opinion, they will not be happy if somebody objects to it. How many of us have been like that with our friends, our family, our partner? So being open-minded means that we know that there is more. There's always more to consider, to evaluate, to learn, to hear. Number three, do we focus more on being understood or in understanding? Have you ever been in a position where you've disagreed with someone, only for them to go along and snub everything that you now say as if they haven't even given your next word an ounce of thought? How would that feel? A person with a closed mind is only focused on getting their point across. Someone with an open mind hasn't the same type of focus. So tell me, if you're the person who disagrees with a closed-minded person, would that person believe that they are not understood? Will they actually say to you, ah, you don't really understand me? When in reality, they are the very ones who are not trying to understand at all. Now, somebody's behaviour will very quickly tell you. For example, let me ask you this. Think about the last time you openly disagreed with somebody or you saw a disagreement. What was the reaction of the person being disagreed with? Somebody with a closed mind would have to be very quick to rephrase or even worse, repeat what has been said. And we know when this happens, the person will assume that you simply didn't understand. However, somebody who has an open mind will very quickly feel comfortable knowing that they don't fully understand. And they might even be happy to ask you to help them to understand. Because not understanding something does not fear an open mind. In fact, it's fascinated by it. Number four. I might be wrong, but... People who have closed minds will usually say something like, oh, well, I could be wrong, but here's my opinion. And this is a classic, and I've heard it so often. I could be wrong, but... When we're talking to somebody, say like an employer or a partner, or even if you know somebody, like a colleague at work, and you find you that you disagree with them, you might find yourself saying, well, I might be wrong before you actually continue with your point. When you do that, do you find a question to help clarify the truth? Or do you go ahead and push your opinion even further by rephrasing all the facts to your side? Choosing the first part of that brings you much closer, much, much closer to hearing clear thinking. The second part pushes you away and closer to insecurity. Number five, do you stop others from speaking? Now we all know how frustrating that can be. Have you ever waited really quietly and patiently for another person to finish what they're saying, only for them to keep cutting you off or interrupting every time you open your mouth? Well, people with closed minds don't like to leave space in the room for other people. It's almost like they're saying, I speak, you listen. And what this is, 
is actually a fear-induced energy because someone else might disagree with what they're saying. Closed-minded people see disagreements almost like they're being attacked. It's like their integrity, their values, their morals are under threat if they actually give in. However, we have to remember that when we're in conversation with someone else, it's not all about us. It's about both, the other person and you. It's about understanding each other by letting the other person feel understood. And this goes for being in a group as well. Most of us have experience of this. You're in a group of maybe four or five people or even more. And they're all chattering and one person in the group asks for help with a problem. Now each in the group give their opinion but are over talking each other. And they're all giving their opinion and you're sitting there kind of thinking who are they trying to convince? The person who's looking for the solution or themselves? Because they actually believe that their answer is the right one for that person. How many times have we done that in a group? Over talked somebody thinking that our answer is the best answer. Now, If we're honest we've all done it. And if we're honest we still do it. Number six. Real-time thoughts are an issue. Have you ever noticed that we often have trouble managing conflict and balancing opinions, especially during a disagreement? Well, stop. It is actually part of our nature to nurture our personal thoughts and to close our minds off to anything else. However, when this is taken out of context, it can lead to stagnant thinking. People who are closed-minded will always welcome supporting information, especially when it supports the argument that they're putting across, and they will dismiss everything else that says otherwise. Now this can create a toxic negative echo in their minds, one that will refuse to acknowledge or accept what may be incompatible with what they want to hear. While those with open minds hears the thoughts of others without losing their ability to think clearly for themselves, they're able to hold two or more conflicting ideas in their minds so that they can actually go back and forth to access what matters. Number seven, humility, or in some cases, the lack of it. And we all at some point or another have said, that we're humble, that we have humility. However, more often than not, many of us still allow our ego to walk all over other people's opinions. And we even protest against clear thinking. We've actually seen that in the American elections very recently. To understand humility, one has to understand that it comes from failure. So if you're closed-minded and you fail, you will often use a way to push against people trying to empathise with you. You will often hear, oh, you don't understand what I've been through. Don't act like you know what I'm talking about or dealing with. With people who have closed minds, it's almost like they're waiting for an apology from the other person and sometimes even the world. 
They say that they're ready for failure, but what happens when it comes? They blame someone else. Closed-minded people would prefer to stick with what they know rather than going on and embracing and being thankful for what they don't know. Number eight. And what about gratitude? The one thing a closed-minded person will do is avoid gratitude. What they will be thinking about is what has gone wrong and how it wasn't their fault, rather than actually being thankful and grateful for what they've already achieved and want to commit into the future. Gratitude is there to replace our negative, toxic thoughts. How? By leaving them in the past so that we can focus on what is good and is in the now. Now this doesn't mean that there isn't negativity in our lives and of course there is but I'm talking about a deeper belief within ourselves. One that we may not be even conscious of. While you have open-minded people trying to understand the value of gratitude and appreciating those people around them and what is around them rather than being insecure and bitter about what isn't. However, listen carefully. Open-mindedness does not start with saying that you're open-minded. In fact, it begins with accepting the fact that you are not open-minded. So take the time to think about whether you understand what's around you. Then ask yourself, how do I feel about what is not in my control? And if it makes you angry, ask why. And if I want to feel and be a better friend, brother, partner or whatever, ask how. Begin to take steps to look around you and to see what you don't know. Be fascinated by it. Be curious about it. Because remember, people who have open minds welcome change. They challenge themselves, especially around the unknown. And that is the way to improve a negative thought pattern. It is also the way to be a better person in relationship with others. Stay safe. Stay well. Namaste.